Hey everyone, uh, just as a quick announcement, uh, we did have to re-record this uh, due to some audio issues, uh, so if we reference that at all during the podcast, that is why. Also, we're doing an event in August, Camping with the Bards. We are running a summer camp-themed event on our Twitch all month, so subscribe to twitch.tv slash withbards to get notifications when we're online. Welcome to Dancing with the Bards. My name is Ian, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brooke and Will. And our guest this month is Larry. Today we'll be covering a game that has become extremely popular in the four years since its release, and won a flock of awards all over the world. Wingspan is a card-driven, engine-building game designed by Elizabeth Hargrave and published by Stonemeyer Games. You may play as an ornithologist, bird watcher, or maybe a researcher who really wants to bring the best birds into their wildlife preserves. You collect food tokens, birds, and eggs to try to accumulate the most points in four rounds. With that introduction out of the way, let's squawk about the game, startling with number of players. So number of players, uh, I gave this a three. Uh, this goes from one to five players, which I like the fact that it has the single player element to it as well. So that's a three for me. For that. Yeah, I always appreciate when you can play a game on your own uh, as the only child in the room. Wait, wait are you one too? Well, yeah. Okay, so only children. Well, it's nice to have uh, a one player option. As far as I know of, at least. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fair. Really depends what state I go to. But anyways, <laughs> as far as number of players, yeah, I think this works really well as a one to five player game because, I mean, you can play alone, you can play with three people. Unfortunately, you do need to buy an expansion pass to play with two, but we'll get into that later. Does the the expansion pass, does that also add to the, the maximum player cap as well? Yes, it does bring it up to a seven player, separate expansion. No way. The Asia expansion. Yeah, the Asia, the Asia does, does one two. to one and two, and then six and seven as well. The, okay. Yeah, the Asia one also is can be its own game for up to two players, for one to two. All right. Um, I gave this a three. I think it fits really nicely into our sort of three to five player category. I do like the the offer of being able to add extra people with the expansion. I think that's a neat concept. Yeah, I had given Cosmic Counter before the, for the same grade for the same reason. But this also allows you to do the one player, which not a lot of games do. Going on to inclusivity, that is uh, another three for me. I don't really see... How, I, there's not a lot of places where you can really struggle with this. There's not like a lot of numbers here. Uh, most of the die you roll are all food-based, so it just has the images of what you take. So it's... Other than the fact that the text was a little small to read, I think, it was... Uh, it was pretty easy to, to understand. I did dock it a point uh, for inclusivity, uh, mainly because, if I recall correctly, uh, a lot of the symbols for the effects were, were very similarly shaped, very similarly colored, uh, and then basically up to taking someone else's card. It's very hard to see when certain things would trigger on other people's uh, cards that affected you. Yeah, I also did give it a two as well, inclusivity. 
not mainly because the symbols looked alike, but just because they repeat so often, it almost it almost drowns you in the fact that it's trying to help you understand. It's almost like, hey, this symbol does this, and as a reminder, this symbol does this, and in case if you forgot, this symbol does this, and that could get a little confusing at times. I gave it a two, but I don't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to be a common oh, theme yeah, here. Especially yeah, especially for be going this one. On. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm almost getting gaslit by my own rating here. <laughs> Where I'm just like, well, why didn't I like the comprehension? I gotta write more notes. <laughs> comprehension was also a two. Still don't know why. <laughs> oh, no, I, I know why comprehension was a two for because I gave it a two as well. Uh, this game, it has a slow start. It is not necessarily friendly for people that are getting... Because it is one of those games where you learn by playing. But dive, you dive into a deep end, especially the first turn or the first round, because there's the most turns. You have to build a strategy and you don't know where you're starting a strategy from because you don't know what the strategy is. Yes. And that was something I struggled with the first game I played. Um, I didn't really understand how the different birds interacted with each other and, and how I should be building for future rounds. It's almost um, like an engine. <laughs> a, an engine that you build. Uh, an engine builder, if you will. <laughs> Oh. No, I did give it a two on comprehension as well, but not quite for those same reasons. I think for me, if I remember correctly, it was more just of the fact of how much you have to rely on just the cards. Most other games that are an engine builder have a little bit more text on where you'd be building said engine. This is kind of just five empty slots, three rows, and go at it. So... I did end up docking at a point, but if you are familiar with these kind of games, it is pretty easy to find a rhythm for it. As far as availability goes, you can get this thing anywhere. It's like the best part. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I, you say you picked this up at Target? Yeah. Well, I, I was gonna. I was looking at it at Barnes and Noble, and I was like, "This looks awesome." And then I was like, "But I don't want to do that. I'm a responsible adult." And then for whatever reason, a game about birds just stuck in my head all night, and I was like, "You know what? I'm going to Target because I know they have it there." I, same sort of deal. It has been in, in my wish list on Steam for weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a three for availability for me. Uh, you can get uh, all of these on their site, including all the expansions. It's not like they stop making one of the expansions after a few months and move on to the next one. It's all there. Uh, you, we saw these this at Barnes & Noble, me and you, when we went. Yeah. And I remember you were like, that's that game from Stonemeyer that I really wanted to try. Yep. That was the same day that I was like, I'm a responsible adult, and it turns out I'm not. No, none of us are. You got a little That's bit of okay. extra money so we can get some food after this? <laughs> You're responsible enough to know you shouldn't, but the impulse just made you. Exactly. It's that sitting at home for an hour after with nothing else to do. I mean, you've gotten a lot of use out of this. I have. Yeah. So material. I remember this part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this this game was or is now my standard for materials. Everything was done intentionally. Even though those little plastic bags are a pain to deal with, they're biodegradable, right? Mm-hmm. They most certainly are. So every <laughs> everything they did was intentional. The pieces feel nice, the board is nice, the artwork's fantastic. Like this is my this is my standard now. You will only be let down from here. Probably. Yeah, I feel like, I think everything in the boxes is, is biodegradable. Even, like, the plastic trays that they have is made of, like, sugar cane. 
If you were to throw this thing in a compost pile, it would just oh, be gone. Okay. <laughs> Farmer me says, not not your home compost. You'd have to go to industrial compost. But it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, yeah, I also gave it a three for materials. This has some of the best... The, the wooden dice and the dice tower the that comes eggs. with this. It's yeah. just the eggs for the me. Eggs the little amazing. wooden pastel eggs. They look so delicious. I, the urge to not eat the eggs was real. I love dice that are made out of different materials. Yeah. Like I have, I have like cow bone dice uh, somewhere. And uh, I, I, I saw the nice wooden dice and I'm like, Ooh. Everything has good tactile. Yeah. They could have easily like overglossed everything and it would have felt like plastic, but they really leaned into the materials they used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as materials go, it goes down to the theming for this. Like, it is just, it's oozing in theme. I mean, even the boards, when you put them away, you can fold them up into, like, little bird-watching journals. The the wooden dice, the fact that everything's biodegradable, the little birdhouse dice tower. They could have easily just thrown up a generic dice tower if they wanted to. I mean, even down to the score sheet, which has a beautiful gradient on it. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is a level of detail that you don't see in a lot of games. And the paper quality didn't suffer. Also, the art, like real, real quick, the the art they have paintings. I, they're all paintings, right? As far for as all I the know. birds, yeah. like, and the, there are a lot of birds. Look, Every I, card is a different one. I have a friend who does scientific illustration as a side gig. Mm-hmm. That stuff takes a lot of time. Like this game was so cared for. Now, I don't know if this is me making this up because, again, my brain is fuzzy at this point. Um, was this the one where you could also buy pieces separately if things were to get yes. destroyed? So, like, even that was intentional where you can, they stuck to their mission of making this the eco-friendly game. And it really worked. Nothing suffered because of mm-hmm. it. All right. So, going into gameplay then, for setup, I gave this a two. Uh, there's not a whole lot um, there, but there's a, there's a long process for getting all the cards together. Each person gets this and that. It, it, it is a little tedious. Just to, to add on to that, as a new player for this game, it, a lot of the, the paths that you need to set up in the, the very beginning aren't necessarily very clear if you haven't played the game before. It, it does do some work in trying to push you in the right direction. Uh, and I do believe that there is a, a module that comes with the game that kind of teaches you how to play it Mm-hmm. Um, what was the reason again we didn't use that the first time? Uh, just because it kind of, with it being an engine builder, forces everyone into their own sort of roles and it might not be something that you want to do. Gotcha. So, yes, it, it going on to set up, it does come with what's called a swift start guide, which, because once again, more theme birds are swift. Haha, <laughs> yay. Um, Bird puns. <laughs> we have enough of them. But yeah, it does come with the Swift Start Guide, which goes over everybody's... I think you will hit every action between all four players. I think every action twice, if I recall correctly. Because yeah, there's four actions, four players. Yeah, so everybody does something twice. So it does help a little bit. I still dock this a point for setup, and honestly, looking back on it, I cannot remember why, because this seems pretty average in terms of games that involve a lot of cards and a lot of small pieces. So, if I knew, I would happily tell you, but I have no idea. I gave it a three. I'm a chaotic being. I like things everywhere. The board was messy. That's perfect for me. Fair. I'm pretty sure I do know why you gave it a two, and I think it was the eggs. 
It was the eggs. I hate the eggs. I love the eggs and I hate the eggs because if you don't set those little guys up just on the flat bottom, they will be gone. <laughs> they they roll better than real eggs roll. <laughs> <laughs> Though these you can drop, so there's yeah. I mean, you, you can drop some, you all some. eggs once. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. Uh, going into rate of play, uh, I gave this a two for rate of play. As I was going through the turns, especially towards late game, uh, I, I, by the way, I won. I was very, very happy with that. <laughs> but I had, remember that's a lie. <laughs> it was three weeks ago. I had, uh, for the last two turns, I had already planned out every turn of that round. Sorry, for the last two rounds. Uh, pretty much within the first turn or two. So I wasn't super engaged because I already kind of knew what I was going to be doing. Like, I had the cards in my hand already that I was going to play. There wasn't a lot for me to do between turns. Um, there are some cards in this, and that there is, it is a small uh, thing, but there are some cards that you do get things if you're paying attention that other players do. But they're kind of few and far between. I, I don't necessarily know about that. When I played, I had, I think, two or three cards that were pretty key to, to my builds that all relied on other players. Well, yeah, but those aren't a must-use either. That's the thing. You picked those. Yeah, I've played this, I think, three times now, and I've gotten all of one of those out. See, personally, I love that. I gave it a three, but that build of anticipation of I know what I'm going to do. Like, I love that build of anticipation. Like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to do the thing. It's going to be so cool. Like... I, I enjoy that, and this is probably the first game in a while where I haven't trailed off and tried to interact with fish in the chat and Twitch, <laughs> to be honest. So, like, I gave it a three. It held my attention, which is pretty hard, especially that late at night. I ended up slapping with a two on that just because, as, as Ian said as well, is that as someone who plays a lot of these kinds of games, the, the rate of play isn't really there because you can build exactly what you're going to do and then kind of just ignore the board until it's your turn. Now, I, I've heard that's rectified in the expansions, and I'd love to see it. I just haven't gotten around to getting them yet. But apparently in the European one, there's a new factor that adds player interaction, and same thing with the Asia one as well. I was about to say, yeah, I think that's really what it is for me, is the, the lack of player interaction. Uh, other games where, you know, you're planning out, you know, strategy and stuff like that ahead of time, and, and with a lot of other en engine builders, you uh, you can have the, uh, the rug taken out from under you by another player at the last minute. You're so close to victory, and suddenly, bam, you're on the floor. Shout out to Suicide Bombing and Scythe. Yeah, but with this game, because it, it takes a, a more passive... Uh, approach to, to the game, which, by the way, it is, it is very nice and refreshing to have a game where I'm not constantly at someone's Those throat. Those are my favorite. But I'm also the kind of person to be constantly at someone's throat when I'm playing a board game. I'm very competitive. You? Never. I've never seen that once in you. Never. And uh, <laughs> I, I feel I, I noticed its absence here. See, I love that because then I get to focus on trying to figure out how everyone else's brain works. I find it so interesting watching everyone, what they're putting on, trying to see what their strategy is. Like, that's so interesting to me. And not having to focus on my own cards and being able to kind of, like, peek over every once in a while is fun. That's cheating. Cheater, <laughs> All right, so price. Uh, I gave this a two for price. 
Uh, you can get a, a copy of this brand new for $60. That said, there are sales for it all the time. Uh, used copies are between 30 to 50. When we uh, went to record this, it was on sale on Amazon for $47. Um, you can, it, it, it's a lot for a game, but not really. It's kind of, the thing I think that really drives that price up is the price for the expansions, which uh, are anywhere between 30 to $45 each. Yeah, as for price, I, I hit it with a free that's a pretty average price for a game this size. It's, it's nothing egregious. Even the amount of the expansions that are out aren't over the top. There's three of them. They're all fairly priced, in my opinion. I, I ended up giving it a two for that reason. I, I think it was fairly priced. I don't think it's a crazy deal, though. Uh, it's average. It's mm-hmm. a pretty average price. It's good. It's not great. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not offended by the price point. I gave it a mid Like I gave it one and a half. Uh, I don't remember exactly why, but I'm cheap. I always go low on these. Like This is the one thing that pe- like it loses points in most games for me. Oh, uh, I will put this in because we, we forgot to mention this in availability. You don't just have to get a physical copy for this game. You can also get it on Steam, Play, or not PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and iOS. I think PlayStation's the only one that can't get it. Will yeah. kind of set it up top because he's apparently had it in his wish list. Yeah, I, I did mention it, but yeah, it's it's available on basically everything except for PlayStation because no one likes PlayStation. Yeah. I don't, I don't really think PlayStation... Uh, players would enjoy this all that much anyway. Well, you never know. There's a lot of PlayStation players out there. I mean, as Will said, I think not even PlayStation likes PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jim Ryan definitely doesn't well, like PlayStation. PlayStation players are afraid of birds. It's a scientific fact. Well, that's because they're scared of the government, but that's a whole other... <laughs> we'll, we'll get onto that in another episode. That's a different podcast, Larry. Oh, is it? <laughs> We're not getting a conspiracy show after this? No, no. Well, no we are after dark. Conspiracy. Bards after dark. Yeah. <laughs> Watch those government drones. I mean, birds, folks. Extras, this is also like a standard for me. These extras did exactly what we needed. There's a lot of them. They all have a reason. They have special things that come with each one. I feel like this is like Munchkin had too many. There's a couple of them. We wish they had them. This has the perfect amount. They made it made sense. I ended up giving it a three. I think all of the expansions had a reason for coming out. They all follow the sort of the different regions and different local birds. Uh, at no point did it feel like a cash grab. Um, it also added unique, you know, mechanics, which is something you always like to see in an expansion. I, I will say, uh, I gave it a three for extras too, but they have one for all the continents now, except I think Africa and Antarctica, where are my penguins? I'm oh, sorry, South America too, which by the way, where are my penguins? I, uh, the all penguin, expansion. all penguin expansion. Only base, penguins. Base game all was, the penguins was North and South America. Hmm? Yeah, base game is North and South America. I think it's just North peng- America. It's yeah, it's North America. It's they North just America. have they don't have penguins. He's oh. he wants specifically penguins. Yeah, fair enough. I feel like if they do an Antarctica expansion, it's going to be about four cards. Well, you got a bunch of penguins in, in South America. Well, it could be America. like a little a little. Yeah, five five like five bucks for three cards of just penguins to. I would happy. pay a lot more than five bucks for three penguins, but that's <laughs> But yeah, as far as extras go, I gave it a three as well because, I mean, yeah, they all they have a reason to exist. It's not like they're just doing this because they're like, oh man, I need more money.
money. People like that bird game. <laughs> they, they're doing it because it's a passion project, and each region has diverse birds, believe it or not. So, and if people do like I mean, this bird I mean, if they paid game, attention to biology, they'd... It's won a lot of awards. <laughs> But for good reason. Yeah. Like, yeah, again, yeah. this is one of the most intentional games that we've reviewed so far. Like, I've yet to see a, a plot hole where it's just like, oh, this might be just for the money. Like, everywhere I poke at it, it's solid. All right. So, enjoyment uh, three. three. I, I love this. Mm. Solid three for me. Obviously a one. <laughs> Obviously a one. <laughs> yeah, no, three's all around, I believe. Yeah, I, uh, I... I enjoyed the the atmosphere that it created. I enjoyed the the play style. I had a lot of fun planning out my turns. Um, I, I really enjoyed this game. I mainly enjoyed saying egg up over and over yes. again. That was very fun. There may or may not be a sticker of egg up on my iPad that I might <laughs> get next time. Sticker yes. up. Uh, egg up. Yeah. Egg up. It's actually also in the artwork for the uh, camping with the bards. Yeah. Egg yeah. up is on there. I saw the little patch. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Did you, in fact, egg up? I did. <laughs> have you egged up today? <laughs> okay, I have to redo the sticker now. That's... <laughs> now you made it weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, recommendation three again. I think this game... The only people I would say maybe want to wait on this is if you have young children. And that's just like choking hazard stuff. I think some of our friends, too, though, should <laughs> play it for similar reasons, though. <laughs> Let me put your hand down. <laughs> I mainly gave it. I gave it two. If I remember correctly, uh, it was mainly for my uh, my comprehension complaints above yeah. um, being shouted at that it was an engine builder. <laughs> it's not a way to teach someone how to play it. Do you understand that it's an engine builder now? <laughs> I do. I still don't know what an engine builder is, but <laughs> I know that wingspan. It's isn't just back like wingspan. <laughs> So it's a game about birds. <laughs> All engine builders are bird games. Exactly. Well, because they are government drones. So, oh, once again. Oh, and podcast. they have engines in them. See? I finally get it. Yeah. This was a cash yeah. grab. <laughs> this was a cash grab for the NSA. <laughs> but yeah, I also gave it a three for recommendation. It is a lot of fun down to the, the fact that, you know, you can kind of build your own engine, play your own way, have your own style to it. Down to the fact that some of the bird names are hysterical. Like, my man Purple Martin will forever <laughs> hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> what was it? What was it? <laughs> because that's a hysterically named bird, and it's not offensive either. Was it the American Coot? <laughs> there were so many. You forget, like, scientists are just weird. Yeah. Like, these I are all the scientific, or not the scientific, they're the general names, but, like, they're weird. Yeah, I think there was one that was, like, the dim-witted finch or something. Yes. Like, yeah, no, there's... They, they're they, so good. How do they, they know? Did they test it? Yeah, they just <laughs> found that finch and they were like, that guy is stupid. The common the <laughs> common loon dude. is my favorite. Yeah. Just like, yeah, this is a loon. It's just very common, though. Like, this there's is a the whole normal. lot of them, and there's absolutely nothing outstanding about it. <laughs> like, why call it a titmouse? I don't understand. Who who thought saw this like little tiny finch bird and was like, that's a great name for a bird? I did actually look this up, and I can't remember the etymology of it now. Epimology? The the word history of it. I looked it up. Etymology. I, I can't hear phonetics. Like, it's a problem. <laughs> I, I'm just saying you're right. That's... Yeah, I know, but I'm also just saying, like, I, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> Not with words. Uh, replay value, I think we all... Oh, solid. Yeah. This, is, this I is I actually oh. gave it a two. Um, 
it, it's so I wouldn't play this all the time. I would if I were to play this too often, I would definitely get tired of it uh, pretty quick. Um, it has to be kind of more spread out for me, for sure. I, I and with that said, for like sixty five bucks, I personally wouldn't feel like I got my value out of it in that space. Um, I really enjoy it. I just uh, for for sixty five dollars for something, I'm probably gonna end up with my friend group and everything taking out like once every few months. I gave it a three. I'm literally trying to find a cheaper copy right now to bring on a cruise with me because I think this would be a decent cruising one. I wouldn't have to explain a lot, but I'd be able to like make new friends, pretty birds. Yeah, you're supposed to have an iPad. What? You're supposed to have an iPad with it on there. Oh yeah. Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave it a three for replay value. Especially if you have a large collection, it's something that could always stay in rotation. Oh, I've forgotten extras. Can we circle back for a second? Yeah. Uh, you can also get a, like, so you had some complaints about the baggies and the, yeah. the little plastic containers. Um, as I always do, I scan Etsy, and there's some very good options for um, board management if you don't like the board management. I have no problem with it, um, but they do have extras on there including like new tokens and stuff that are a little higher quality or acrylic yeah, that aren't necessarily eco, like necessarily eco-friendly as they wished, but you can get those if you, for some reason, don't like wooden dice. Yeah. I remember you mentioning the uh, acrylic tokens last time we re- recorded They're really this. shiny. I know. They, who doesn't they like, great. who wouldn't like wooden dice? What, is someone going to like put them in water and try to see if they're balanced? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Some people have a weird tactical thing. you got to do a saltwater test. But Always also, do the saltwater apparently test. in... I think it's European expansion. They have nectar. Yeah. And the nectar and the acrylic make it back to that edible glory. Oh. So, like, if you like the whole idea of wanting to eat the eggs and everything else on the table, they do, ha- like, hook you up for the, the nectar. I mean, that's a downfall of a lot of board games I play. That you don't want to eat it? No, I that I do want to eat it. Oh. Larry has eaten at least three sets of, uh, of Scythe of, Oh, I was, of thinking, I was thinking Root. Those are the tokens for me that I go like. Those those look like a lot of fun. Oh, Larry eats three board games a week. That's, that's <laughs> another one that I want to do at some point. Very it's expensive. Why he's so good at them? <laughs> because they're inside me. Yeah. I have, I have literal <laughs> internal knowledge of the games I play. <laughs> but I would happily do root on here because I have all of the expansions for that. It's just... yes, please. Because I had a I had a hookup for that and then we lost touch. But he had like all the expansions too. So I do want to do root, especially game. because again. The Etsy things for that, the trees, are off the chain. Yeah. I mean, the cuter a game is, the crazier Etsy tends to go. It's so. the best. That's that's my that's my wheelhouse. Sliding scales. We're towards the end. Uh, I gave this a, an innovative three. Um, it is uh, unique in a lot of areas. It sets a standard for a lot of the things we talked about for thing everything from from materials to play style. Uh, I think that this is a very good example of, of a well done innovative game. Similar. <clears throat> I I also gave it a three, um, mainly because I don't see a lot of games like this that have that single player element to it, which I think is a really neat. You mean engine builders? <laughs> 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 to yeah. your knowledge. I knew it was coming. I saw that smile. Oh, I was face. waiting for it. I, That's uh, why you have to go like, in my experience, if you say that, they can't can't touch you. Oh, no, we can't. <laughs> We're going to touch you. They, they touch <laughs> me all the time. You guys <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you work together. I know. 
I'm his boss. Yeah. Like, so my boss. I. <laughs> we can touch you all we like. Anyways. Who proves my time card? <laughs> <laughs> You're on company time now. You better dance if you want them Tuesday hours. I have come to poop on the party on that scale, however, because, I mean, yes, I did give it a two in terms of innovative, but at the end of the day, it's it's a themed engine builder, which is a genre of game where you build an engine. I feel like somebody may need me to drive that point home a little bit. Like bird facts. <laughs> but it, that's that's where it gives it a two, because <laughs> there there's bird facts, it's oozing with theme, and it's the, the pieces look delicious. <laughs> How many, uh, just because I don't play as many board games as you do, how many engine players have that single-player option? Uh, it's not really a, necessarily an engine-builder thing, but single-player games have become almost standardized at this point. Almost any newer game that comes out, you can play single-player because I think it might be linked to the fact that not many people are having four or five kids anymore. So, you know. I wonder if COVID had anything to do with it. That oh, might have, no, yeah. COVID will then cause us to have board games for like, 30 players going forward. Because <laughs> everybody. Give it like six years. Uh, I have a pulse on this because of my job. There are a lot of them. <laughs> I have 14 kids myself. <laughs> Tommy, Tim Tam, Thomas. <laughs> All T names. Yeah. Trevor, Trevine. Torrance. Torrance. Not to be confused with Terrence. Yeah. <laughs> They hate each other, Torrance and Terrence. Yeah. They just at each other's throats. Tevin. <laughs> Tevin. <laughs> Tarek. All right. Tom Moving Tom on Tom to the Tom other Tom sliding Tom scale. Did you say tall? I did. Uh, I actually went to school with a kid named Tall. No. I lost it. I lost the podcast. This is, okay. the, this is the Names with T podcast now. <laughs> every, every month we just come back with one more. <laughs> It's now called Mr. and Mrs. T. It's just about people who have a name that starts with T. Okay, going back to the Sliding scale. We have simple versus complex. I uh, I gave this a simple two. And this is my turn to say. I don't entirely remember why. <laughs> uh, I I do think that there's... Um, sorry, I give it a complex two. Uh, yeah. I gave this a complex two. And I think that there are some elements to it where... It's, it's a little over the top as far as, like, explaining things to people, and the symbols aren't exactly easy to read. It's like trying to learn a board game through emoji. I mean, on some level it's easier, but on some level it almost makes it more difficult. I kind of wonder if that's becoming more of a thing because of the, the 4X genre. If, if you've noticed, over the past 10 years, they've made this big switch from words to, like, symbols... Yeah, as opposed to three paragraphs of text telling me that my tank can roll forward. Exactly. <laughs> I I just kind of openly pondering here. Yeah, where the, instead it'll kind of just be like a forward arrow. Yeah, exactly. Which I is forced all you, you really all to need. play Candyland. I like the little pictures. I like pictures too. I can't read. Pictures are very helpful. Yeah, but they're if, unique. If I were playing Candyland and it were mushroom popsicle or uh, muffin popsicle uh, ice cream, I wouldn't know what that meant. There. But if it was was muffin popsicle eggplant, you'd know exactly what that. Or was. like egg equal or egg, point equals egg, egg on on yeah. a certain type of nest in in the the forest biome. Oh yeah, that all was through a nightmare. Yeah, all yeah. through pictures. 
I, that's a little much. Yeah. I gave it a complex, too, mostly just watching you struggle, I'll be honest. Yeah, I um, gave it a complex, too. I don't know a lot about engines. and Or birds. And, or I know a little bit about birds. I mean, I know that they're a conspiracy and they're not real. Wrong podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, so just watching you be, like having that difficulty, it made me realize it might have been a little too bogged down. Like I like puzzles like that. I like the chaos. I said that earlier, but like you, you were kind of trying to swim in the chaos, and it wasn't. Yeah, quite I, I definitely was up. not picking up. Like we got the floaties. Yeah, I no, think no winks. Two or three more goes, and I'll, I'll probably be a lot better with this game. But this is definitely not new person friendly. Yeah. I ended up giving it a one towards the complex because, I mean, it's it's certainly not like Parcheesi or Trouble, but I, I wouldn't really consider this a complex game. I mean, after all, it's just an engine builder, so. But no, in, in all seriousness, though, it's, if you have somebody to guide your way through, then it's not that difficult. Anyone have wrap-up comments other than this was a lot of fun? Yeah, this is definitely a game I uh, I would recommend adding to uh, a rotation for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, final scores. Uh, I gave it a thirty-eight and a half. I gave it a thirty-five. Thirty-six. I am also sitting at thirty-five. Nice. So that oh that's not right. Hold on, can you give me your scores again? Because that did not work. Uh, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-five, and you said thirty-eight. Yeah, thirty-six point one. No, sorry, it came out to like 118. I said, what the hell did I do? I'm <laughs> using a calculator. <laughs> Wasn't that exciting? If you like this episode and all my wise quacks, you have at least 20 more on just about any place you can find podcasts. You can send us a tweet at Dance with Bards or look us up on Facebook if it's not too much of a bird end. Maybe flamingle with us on Mastodon at bards at crater.gg. We'll see you next month for our next episode. I regret nothing. I loved that so much. Oh my god. The egret. <laughs> the egret at the end. That's what really did it for me. Oh my god. <laughs>